Welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast directly from the 5th in Wynwood. One more time over here. Uh, today we are going to be touching on a subject that um, we haven't talked about before and is the relationship between club owners and club promoters. And for that, I want to welcome my friend Fernando. How are you? To the show. Good, good my man. Good, good, my man. Good, good, good. In the show. No, thank you, brother. Um, so yeah, so as I was saying, I want to talk about the relationship between club promoters and owners because it's something that a lot of people don't don't like to talk about for some reason. I hear um, there's there's one kind of person that likes to talk about this the most, and it's promoters that have retired. Yeah. <laughs> But anybody that's in the business at the time, if they talk about the subject, uh, it's you know kind of quietly and, and hush hush. Yes, yes, and. You know, and that's one of the first issues is the fact that uh, people don't want to, I guess, you know, be upfront about yeah. how they feel or, or what they think. Uh, and they, they also don't want to reveal their business strategy because be, behind the behind the promoter and a business owner, there's a strategy also. It's a business strategy. Right. And the contract is, it's, it's sometimes it's a verbal contract and sometimes it's a written contract. And... The ideology is creating a, a bridge of trust between the promoter and the club owner to right. start a relationship. Right. And then the bridge of trust is built upon uh, the start of the work between both parties. That means that once the promoter starts working with the club, um, basically they start doing events together or nights or a specific night. Right. And there's the trust of the promoter on the ownership to provide the uh, required venue with the required staff right. uh, ready for for a sh for an event or for a party itself and basically the communication between the club promoter and the owner is how many people are expected because mm -hmm. basically everything uh, relates to cost right so when you have a, an event that you uh, you know you don't foresee the amount of people you're bringing you might have you might create a tension with the venue because you will have you will put the venue at a position of overexpending right. for your event and that becomes an issue because it, at the end he fires back to the promoter because yeah over promising and under producing is one of the issues just, that a lot of promoters have usually it's the biggest issue and once once that that is broken that means that the promoter shows numbers and shows effectivity on a, right. on a night on, on a night basis uh, mm -hmm. if, if it's a long-term relationship right. it, it grows the ability of the promoter to uh, not only grow the party but also have the venue invest on their party right so um, guys if you're a promoter out there make sure you're not you know over um, promising anything that you're not capable of, capable of doing um, now on the other hand there's also an issue if it's the other way around if the promoter uh under promises and and then you guys are killed uh by a lot of people and then yeah, that usually, you did not expect but how usually you handle that? venues that, that that have been working uh for longer than a year uh they start right. learning how to create a backup staff they, they learn how to see measures based on instagram views based on the promoter being transparent on you know how many likes how many uh, you know how many inquires they had so that's why you right. have to throw a strategy a marketing strategy that actually shows data because if you right. don't have data involved 
you just blindside it and you get to the night blindsided. So basically like any other business, if you run it professionally and you have right. a strategy and you have a plan, basically that, that embeds more uh, security for both parties on the contract, meaning the promoter and the, and right. the, and the venue, to be more uh, on a secure position to make the right decisions for the, the specific nights. Also, it's a better problem to have. You know, having a line outside than, than having nobody and having, nobody. you know, a really cold venue with waitresses that want to go home. And no, and only that, that, that kills the, uh, the, whole, the whole energy of the venue and, and, and it fires back to the venue itself because it, it, it kind of like um, embeds a lack of trust on the venue from right. the staff from the customers that already paid an entrance or that already came in right. and paid an entrance. And basically the idea is to uh, be sure that we have a strategy for that not to happen. So the growth, it's not only momentaneously also, but also over time, you right. know? Because sometimes the venues are not ready and they can kill the promoter also because if the venue does not show that it's ready to accommodate a party that the promoter had planned, it also can fire back to the promoter for its image and its branding. So right. it's kind of like it has to be a com uh, lines of communication between the promoter and the and the ownership of the of the venue from from the beginning from the start. Right. And if it's an ongoing party, it has to be on a weekly basis that there's a strategy to correct errors in the past and make it, it make the event or the party itself better for right. the, the following event. Right. So. I've been on both sides of the coin. So, I, you know, as a, as a promoting company, marketing company, and also as, as an owner of, of different venues. And what makes it easier for us to, to make a good deal with a promoter is that, being, having been on both sides. Now, one of the issues that I run into a lot is that venues, when I'm working as a promoter, as a promoting company, and I'm dealing with a venue, a lot of the owners, have some kind of um, we are on one team and you're on another kind of relationship, which I hate. Which, by the way, I you know I, I have to mention that we are starting a new uh, work relationship, and, and I feel completely in, on, on the same team. Yeah. You know, which is a good vibe, uh, very positive. But but how how do you deal with that? What do you yeah, basically do? if you if you if, like any business when you do a business, you first you guys start with uh, costing, you know, mm -hmm. and planning and. Um, and a lot of venues, uh, on a desperate uh, move, they offer uh, deals that are very, very hard to balance both sides to work as a team. Right. Because uh, most of the promoters are on some deals are, and we go back, the, um, and I want to make a little point here, the deal is as important as the relationship. Yes. So basically, uh, every promoter always is going to ask for a deal. And what is the deal? Right. So basically, if the deal is not balanced and you got to overpromise percentages, etc., right. door versus bar, uh, you have a problem because the, uh, if the if the promoter doesn't give a stake of the door to the venue, the the venue doesn't feel that it has to actually invest back into the promoter to do a better show, to produce better a, an event, to create a theme for the event and be able to to grow the party over right. time because there's there's with any party you might have a great night and then suddenly you start dying out because you're not putting the work and right. and the work involves that you actually you know as a promoter you create a, an idea for every party that actually allures people to come from other parties that didn't go to those other parties the week before. And remember, you always have competition and the competition is always gonna build up, you know, some momentum for 
the new party based on what you just did. So you always right. your competition grows with your growth. That right. means that you cannot stay put thinking that you have the best party in town right. because the competition is going to have a strategy to come in and compete with you. And, and it's part of the game. And I think it's beautiful because it makes you be a better professional if you are really serious about in, you know, taking this as a career right. that, you know, that you need to all the time be improving yourself to be better. So right. if you stay put, you're not going to be able to compete. So competition, like in any, in any sport or any business, it's 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 healthy, you know, because right. it, it keeps you on your toes for new create creativity to be involved in the in the game. Right. On the venue side, um, I think uh, improving facility, improving access uh, to the bathrooms, improving uh, crowd controls, right. uh, making sure you know the table service is up to point based on on the sales of 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 the of the, of the table. You expect you, the customer when when in, when they go into a club and they and they buy a table and they spend more money on in the bar, right. they, they have high expectations. Right. So basically, it's time to accommodate those expectations on a on a night that is full of people and make sure that your staff it's you know it's up to the up to to the point of of offering the best customer service to your clients because that goes back side to side right and um so i believe on um, the deal has to be balanced and they'll go for those deals that they look very promising because eventually they will fire back to you because the, the venue is not in the capability of 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 meeting that deal based yes. on costing yeah but, and, and, by the way anything you guys hear over 20 percent of the bar 100% of the door and 20% of the bar, and over that, run. It's not real, um, or you're gonna drain that club, uh, you're gonna kill it, or, well, there might be some venues that might have like super wonderful deals at the venue and they have, they're paying no rent, or their staff is not charging them, sure. But the reality is that it's a business that it has to be profitable for both, which by the way, um, you're gonna get a, an episode on those deals and the different kinds of deals and all that uh, probably next week um, Let me ask you another question um, When you are at, from the owner side of the business and you're dealing with promoters that are working at the competition You know, they're doing a Thursday night at a venue that might be your competition on Friday Correct. How do you deal with the information like your strategy whatever you work with like because you got to give the promoter as much as you can but at the same time how do you hold on and know okay i cannot give so much because what if they do the same thing for my competition and now it's no longer because it's, my strategy it's always also in a, in a competition uh basically as a venue you compete with another venue you don't compete with a promoter Basically, right. the promoter. Has no, that's, the, that's what I mean. Let's say a promoter is working at a, another venue. I understand. Like two blocks away. Yeah, I understand. But the problem, the problem here is that your venue has to come up to the, to the plate as a as a venue owner and and improve your operation right. to be to compete with that venue. Even because the promoter itself has the ability to work in different nights, and you as a as a venue cannot limit the promoter to to expand right. its horizons. And exactly. we, we do not. We do. We yeah, you can't tell promoter. Don't yeah, work don't there because there. it's my. No, and as an owner, as a, as a venue owner, you you can only uh, you can only watch for the night or the or the relationship that you have with a specific promoter for a certain night. Right. You cannot be as an owner venue. Any owner venue that feels territorial with a promoter, it's working against himself. Because right. I believe that that promoter base being in other venues also gains energy and momentum because basically our being more active with those clients at a different points of sales. Right. So that means that those clients are gonna come around at least on a, right. on, a, uh, on a weekly basis 
uh, party once every month because right. they don't want to go. They might go to one of the parties of that promoter on a Thursday, but might, they might also go out on a Friday right. or on a Saturday. So basically, that that specific client can round. The idea here is not competition for a base capacity of people or a group of people. It's actually expand your competition to other people that you're not engaging yet. That means that if you have a city like Miami that's it's roughly 8 million people and you have 500 people on a venue, you still got 7,959,500. When you start getting territorial, you create a problem to yourself. You limit yourself to growth. So I don't believe in, in, terri in being territorial. I believe more in, in, in collaborative, uh, collaborative work. Right. That means that if the promoter is doing their job and they're engaging a lot of clients, they're gonna be successful in every night, in every venue where the deal is balanced. Okay. Because when the deal is balanced, there's not a competition between the door and the bar. This Everybody's working together for a number. Right. And from the total, we have a profit. And exactly. that profit, it's healthy on the, on the, on the days to come. So, yeah. so as long as you have a strong deal, that is, is balanced on both sides. Exactly. And the promoters are not just focusing on one point. Yes. It creates a division between bar and, and, and um, bar and door. Right. And then the party eventually, it becomes a chaos. And then what yeah. happens? Everybody dies. needs to care about the door. Everybody needs to care about the bar. Everybody needs to make sure, you know. You need to have a balance in both sides exactly. to be able to be successful. And to, to you know, to, to close out, I, I, would, I would quote, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade said when he brought LeBron James and he brought, um, uh, what's this guy's name? I forgot the name now. Well, when he created the, the, the perfect three, right? you know, um, he, he, he thought about greatness and he thought about winning. And when you put two or three things or those or three things as your main focus on or your drive, uh, you believe that you need to create a dream team to win. So basically creating a dream team when it comes to do a, to promoting a night or promoting a an event, is that you everybody involved are working as a team. Right. If all the components of the night are working as a team, the only thing that can come out is success. So if you go into a deal and you don't think and you're gonna work for yourself, you're gonna right. actually jeopardize your ability to win, right. and you're gonna under undersell yourself right. because you're gonna drive all your energy to one sale instead of two sales, and you don't want to show a big number on both sides that it's becoming profitable right. for venue and promoter. Got it, got it. Great advice, by the way, guys. Um, I rewind, go over it again. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask you um, one last question, actually two questions, but I want you to give one last piece of advice to two groups of people. One, towards the owners, and I want to talk about specific type of owner and is those owners that at some point in time decide it's not good or that they don't care if it's good or not whatever but they make a decision to not pay a promoter for whatever reason they just decide you know what i don't want to pay them they're going to be leaving soon whatever so i'm just not going to pay them that's one advice for them and the other one is a piece of what would you tell uh the promoters out there that is the one thing that as an owner, you would not allow them to ever do. Like that's that one thing that's gonna basically ruin the relationship with any owner right away. First, uh, um, securing payment from a, from a club is based again on the deal. That basically, if the deal, it was written and it was uh, well, well drafted and, uh, and basically uh, the minimums are set for payment and uh, the minimums are met and uh, and you uh, and you came out to work 
and and you did your work right. and people showed up and uh, I advise every club owner to cultivate that relationship because even though uh, maybe the numbers didn't show right right away it will show over time right and the relation between a promoter and a club it should be over time not a one night stand <laughs> and then uh, I don't I really don't you know I don't I do not be any uh, beneficiate from one night stands I beneficiate right. from long term relationships 100%. And, you know and that's my my point with when it comes to a club owner and when it comes to the promoter and can you repeat the question of the side of the promoter? regarding the promoters is what would be that one thing what one piece of advice you would give the promoters for them not to do ever, like that what is that one thing that's going to make you say you know what I can't deal with this I'm not working with this kind of person basically transparency at the beginning and at the end I mean it's at the beginning of the relationship at the end of the relationship because you never want to close the door because right. you never know when you're going to turn around and have to knock at the same door yes and uh, usually when the relationship is strong and the relationship it, it, it was uh, it was done the right way and right. and uh, both parties uh, ended up in good terms yes. I think um, in any work that you do I don't think it's only on, on the nightlife oh, yeah. you you can never shut the door behind you guys transparency man because that's super eventually, important eventually um, sometimes the you know, it's 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 questions of pennies and, and dimes. Right. And you're just forgetting about the bigger picture. You're not here to for one party, you're here for a career. Exactly. So if you're here for one party, you're penny and diming, you're wrong. Right. You you, you will have a problem. Right. You won't grow. You will yeah, I remember episode three, which is actually episode two in the first season with um, Alex Gaudi, we were talking about um, all the clubs that owed us money and we have probably about hundred and thirty grand out there that are owed to us from different nightclubs. But what people don't know is we are in our second and third terms with some of those places because with time, it just, we look around and we go like, there's no other places to go <laughs> or to work. And we just have all these people to take somewhere. So we end up working with people that owe us money from before, but we just build a new relationship with a new manager or a new owner or something. But, but at the, at the, always leaving at the door the, open. Over time, over time, you need to find the formula so you never find yourself in a ditch. <laughs> You know, that means that always the deal, we go back to the deal, yes. cannot be over-promising because you cannot right. over-promise something right. that you cannot meet. The promoter hey, on each side... We are in the USA. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. The, the, if you guys don't feel that you trust 100% the transparency, either side, make sure it's in writing. If, if you trust the word and you want to, you know, go, go ahead and do the it. Thing, if, comfortable. If, you, if, you, if you close with a venue um, and you already have an established relationship, uh, you always consult with a venue you know, the ideas about you maybe, you know, going, missing one night because you're doing an event somewhere else. Right. Uh, that could affect that, the, you know, the the life of, of that party because right. eventually you're affecting the numbers. Right. You know, so it, it has to be, always has to be a transparency on both sides that, you know, that once you go into a, a, a working relationship, um, both sides respect each other in a way that it doesn't circumvent that relationship because sometimes you, you think that you might be winning a little bit more, but you might be going back on right. time. And if, and, and if you've been working with a venue and that when you're already doing business with some, with, with some venues, you need to make sure that you build on those relationships instead of just detrimenting the relationship. So um, always is about, you know, that you need to grow your business, but you also need to grow your business caring about the business contracts that you have established or, yes. your, or your clients. Right. And your clients as a promoter is, is Two clients: the business, uh, the uh, the ownership of the venue, 
and the physical clients that go to your party. So yes. you need to find a balance between those two of your clients and find the, the balance on the deal. Yeah. And that's make them both happy. Um, make no. both happy. Exactly. Yeah. Is it, that's, the, right. that's the difficulty of, oh, of the is. business. Is. Hey, Fernando, hey, I want to thank you so much thank for, you for having me on your show. Not man. for coming. I actually came to you today. <laughs> um, remember, guys, you got to come over to this, to this venue, 5th and Miami. Right now, this location we're at today is the one in Winwood. You're going to be seeing a lot of 5ths everywhere. And uh, remember to get the book on Amazon. Don't forget and go follow LMG at all of our parties. You follow me at the Nightlife Entrepreneur on Instagram. Get um, Nightlife Podcast is where you find all the episodes, and you find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, YouTube. And what about the fifth? Where do you? Where uh, we you? have uh, Friday. We we have a special event. Uh, there you go. And basically, this event uh, is going to have a special artist, and uh, his name is Coscuyuela. See, finally we announced it. We've been announcing a surprise concert. So yes, Coscuyuela, this Friday, yeah, it's fifth at well, this is at fifth in downtown Miami. Google us, you'll find it on LMG, you'll find it right there. And, so And basically else? this is the beginning of, of our relationship on a new Friday and I think uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have success and I think we're yes. gonna take it from here and and you guys are gonna be able to presence how it goes from the start to the end and we're right. gonna keep updating you guys if you see me around here more it's probably because we're doing good business <laughs> together <laughs> all right guys we'll see cool. you guys next week god bless you